0: Good morning. On this Tuesday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. We left off yesterday. If you were joining us, we we're talking about the glory of God, the glory of Christ in us, transforming us according to the Book of uh, First Second uh, Corinthians, chapter three, verse eighteen. But also, Christ, uh, the hope of glory in the life of the believer, according to Colossians chapter one, verse twenty-seven to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And, of course, part of the hope of uh, uh, glory is uh, the hope of our calling, which in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse number 17, it begins as Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus and He asks that the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge be given unto them concerning their calling, concerning their hope, concerning Christ in them. And then we had made mention that uh, our physical bodies is part of that in that it is perishing, it is dissolving away, but God has made preparations for us already in heaven. Paul was looking forward to that. And then, of course, uh, the resurrection of the saints. In First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35, but some man will say, "How are the dead raised up?" And with what body do they come?" Here Paul really shows us and unveils to us the mystery of death, burial, and the resurrection as far as the actual physical body in the end what is going to happen to it and how it's uh transformed translated and uh transfigured and everything else if we could actually use those three words the physical body is going to go under uh, is under going to is going to undergo a change that is so fast so instantaneous that the Scripture in Thessalonians says, in the twinkling of an eye, uh, it's basically going to be transformed. It's going to be changed. Those that are alive in Christ will have that body immediately. We will not get to see death. We will not get to taste death. But it's instantly changed. As fast as the atom has its electrons and protons rotating around it uh, in 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 such a fast speed that we will not even be consciously aware of it that it has taken place it just will take place of course the dead which are in Christ will just rise up but it is the way and in the condition that it is raised that we had made mention yesterday that the glory of each body is going to be different according to how They have served the Lord here, how they have lived here, how they have obeyed the Lord and walked according to his word. And the comparison that Paul is going to make is he uses the heavens, the lights in the heavens, how the glory of the moon is different than the glory of the earth and it's different than the glory of the sun. And of course, you know, we're talking about the splendor, the light, the, the reflection and there are mega stars out there in the universe that are bigger than our sun that dwarf it, uh, make it look insignificant in comparison to how big they are. So that's what we're looking at right now. Now, why all of this? Because it is part of and connected to our life as we have walked it and lived it by faith here and have allowed the capacity of both faith and the Holy Spirit in our lives. To be expressed through our mortal physical bodies. It says in verse number 36. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. In other words, that which uh, is planted in the ground. Every seed and it considers that our physical body is a seed. That when it is planted, in other words, when it dies and it is buried or put into the earth. That it will Uh, germinate and grow up again. But, of course, that seed that you put into the ground doesn't look anything like uh, what comes out. The plant, when you look at the plant as as it grows, it doesn't look like the seed. It's different. But yet, that is what was inside that very seed itself. Now, Jesus expressed and explained this in the book of John in chapter 12, In uh, verse 20, 21, 22, 23, and onward, when he talks about that he must be buried. He must die. And if he doesn't die, then the seed abides alone. It cannot bring much fruit. So, Jesus gives us the example of his very own life, of his very own self, to express and teach us concerning this. And... And the scripture is very clear in what Jesus was talking about. He, he didn't uh, beat around the bush. Uh, in verse 31, it says, Now is the judgment of this world, and now the prince of this world is to be cast out. And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. So we know that Jesus is talking about his death death burial, and resurrection. In verse number uh, <clears throat> 23 of John chapter 12, it says, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Uh, notice that word, glorified. The word glory In the scripture is the word doxa, everything that God is, everything that God has, the expression of everything that could possibly uh, apply to him. Well, whether it's his glory and honor and majesty and his wisdom, Jesus is going to be glorified. And he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone in other words if you just kept it in the package if you kept kept that seed inside a little jar and it never was put into the ground but if it die in other words the ground the water the elements the soil everything working on that little seed wear away the shell and when the shell is worn away, then from the inside, the life that is inside that seed, it begins to bring forth a new life. The plant doesn't look anything like you can you can plant a a, a seed of some kind, and when you compare the seed to how it looks to the plant, it's not the same thing, even though it came out of that little that little seed, it doesn't look anything like it afterwards. But if it died, it bringeth forth much fruit. And then Jesus, of course, said, He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world, and this cosmos, shall keep it unto eternal life. So we understand that's what he's talking about here in Corinthians. That if you sow the seed, the seed must die. The only way it can be made alive and bring forth whatever is inside of it is that the shell, which is the body of it, the outer body, must dissolve away. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be, but the bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. In other words, what you are bearing is not the new life, but it's the old life. That is what's going into the ground and out of that. And of course, he's talking about bringing forth uh, the new physical body that is going to be a result of the final redemption of our life. But at the same same time, we can take that to understand and and, and and realize the concept that as we deny ourselves daily, as we deny ourselves daily and have recognized ourselves already dead unto sin and allow the life of Christ to come forth, then that new life in Christ in us is very different than the life that we used to live before. It begins to be made manifest. It's inside of us, but it takes the wearing away. It takes the dying of the old self, the denying of it, so that the new life can be brought forth. And then it says in verse number 38, God then giveth it a body, a body, the The word there that is used basically would be the same thing. It's the same thing as a physical flesh body. That's the, the, the idea behind it. God gives it a body as it has pleased him and to every seed his own body. See, so it's going to be according to how God wants and how God sees fit to give that seed its own body. And every seed his own, but it is God. It is not we that choose the body that we get, but God is the one that has already designed it for us ahead of time. All flesh is not the same flesh, <clears throat> but there is one kind of flesh of men, and another flesh of beasts, and another of fish, and another of birds. So he's making a description here. Even, we all, even though we all live on this planet, the flesh is different. And it has to be different because the the fish are made for the ocean. The birds are made for the air. Man and, and other beasts are made uh, for land, but we're different. Then he goes on to say that there is, in verse number 40, There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. And here is where we get into the glory. It identifies and says, just like you see different type of physical bodies on the earth, there are different types of celestial bodies in the heaven. And we're talking about whether it's the planets, the moons, the stars themselves. They all shine forth a different type of glory. There are celestial bodies and there are terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Then he goes on to verse 41 There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from a star in glory. And if you stop and think about how many stars there are in the heavens, that we cannot even number them. We cannot even get and pinpoint an exact number. Yet God knows the name of each one. He created each one. He is sustaining each one. While no different than all of those that have from the very beginning of the creation of man, have believed on God, have served God, and those that were in the nation of Israel that served God, and then of course when the Gentiles were allowed in uh, through the preaching of the gospel of Christ, how many believers... That there are. And each one has his own name. Each one is going to be given a new name. Each one is going to have his or her own glory. Different than that of another. So once again. And there is the glory of the sun. And another glory of the moon. And another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. Then he makes the connection in verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and then there is a spiritual body. As it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, which in Genesis 2-7 it says, Adam became a living soul. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That is speaking about Christ. And that, uh, however, that which was not first, uh, which is spiritual, but that which is natural afterwards, that which is spiritual. Well, we run out of time. Join us on Wednesday as we finish up this thought and continue with our studies. Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. The Lord Jesus Christ richly bless your life in his wonderful name. Amen.